Here we are at Common Sense Ohio. Good Friday, April 7, 2023. Good Friday means something for those who studied history. means a lot to people who study history. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't study history, <laughs> it certainly has a significant impact on modern civilization in every way, shape, and form. I won't go into too much depth there because those who know know, those who don't, well, you probably you can just go, go find out. Go research Good Friday and figure yeah. out uh, what it means when exactly. the most famous person, I guess a person at that time, to ever walk the earth said it is finished. And uh, so just do a little reading, do a little research, maybe check out like the Gospels. You'll, you'll learn all about yeah. it. Yeah. And <laughs> yesterday was Passover where, you know, they were they were trying to find him when he was an infant. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was a definitely an insurrectionist. Yeah. The, the first radical. We're talking rebel. about Jesus. We are talking about Jesus Christ himself. Right. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, check it out. There's there's a good book on it, as it turns out. Pretty popular book, too, from, <laughs> from what I heard. It's, it's yeah. usually in the top 10. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been usually. recreated and reprinted more than any other book. Right. And we have manuscripts dating almost all the way back. So it's like, uh, you know, it's a pretty reliable primary source for those who are interested. For those historians who are interested in such things, who tend to discount it. Yep. <laughs> we have more versions of the gospel dating back farther than any of the Greek literature that they would consider. What mm-hmm. is fascinating is uh, all of the archaeology where they're finding things that people thought were just, come on, that's a story. You know, they found Jericho, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're finding some of these th- places and uh, structures and, you know, Dead Sea Scrolls. They're finding physical evidence for a lot of this stuff uh, as they peel away the onion layers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting. So th- there was, uh, we'll, we'll, we're going into a rabbit hole, so I won't go too deep. But <laughs> there, there's, uh, they, they find these caches of buried books from the, from the ancients. And the buried books were like, uh, if a library just, replaces a book or did whatever. So they're basically trash. You know, the, mm. the library would trash books. And they, so you would find like books that span huge swaths of time. And it, it sort of dispels this notion that there's like one one forged version of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John uh, in the, sitting around because there were multiple versions of those uh, at multiple libraries. And, you know, they would actually trade and they would um, yeah. reach out to other libraries to, hey, can we get your copy so we can copy it for our copy? In other words, if somebody were forging it, then it would be known at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it sort of helps dispel this notion that it was made up fairy tale stuff. Well, they were mm-hmm. all reduced to writing long after the apostles told them orally. So, you know, I mean, the early Christians, right, were a sect that was under the death penalty by the by the Roman Empire. So they didn't write this stuff down until later because if you were caught with anything like that, it was you got put to death. Yeah, but you got Paul writing letters what up up until yeah. uh I'm talking about the gospel. No, you're talking yeah. about the gospels, right. but Paul's referencing you know yeah, it's like exactly. you've got you've got these almost immediate primary sources referencing the gospels. Yeah. And uh and then you've got snippets of gospels that are predating the alleged forge, right. forgery instance, like when they all went over to, what was the council where they decided what's going to be in the Bible? Of course, Paul never met Jesus. Except on the road to 
Yeah, but I, I mean him. the physical man. Right. So right. like you know, even he is once removed. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, no. But he's he's a primary source right. once, but still a primary source. As opposed know. to like Matthew, Correct. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Right. 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 I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some kind of big council that got together. I don't know in the year eighteen in the year. Excuse me. Like what was it? Like eight hundred? Eight hundred. Yeah. Something like that. Council and of they, I'm strong, drawing a blank. Yeah, and they 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 decided which were the more reliable versions. Yeah. Even though there's internal contradictions, but that's because it's it's from an oral tradition. There's there's bound to if if you and I you know uh, see the same event and then write it down, we're we're going to have internal contradictions. Of what we just observed. Yeah, right. and I, I've I've Front fifteen minutes ago. I'm certainly no scholar, but I've done a bit of a dive into this as I was exploring my faith, and um, the contradictions that are that people reference without really telling us what they are are sort of insignificant. You know, yeah, it's like right. the, the contradictions, even amongst the like right. you got the synoptic gospels like Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then you got yeah. John. Right. Everybody's like, see, they're all inconsistent. It's like, yeah, trivial. No. You know, did the cock crow before or after dinner? Yeah. It's, Come on, guys. You know, ease right. up a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're telling these stories 800 years after the events happen. You know, can you give them a pass now, the one when the cock crowed? Is, is ironically consistent. Right. So like, yeah. The, right. There's a there, there's a couple of facts that have not changed. Right. Yeah. So the big right. facts haven't changed. Ninety eight percent is consistent. Right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. But anyway, here we are, mm. Common Sense Ohio, where we are right. bringing a common sense <laughs> viewpoint to Ohio news. And why would we do that and then broadcast it to the world? Well, because as Ohio go- goes, so does the country, and often so does the world. We are like a test market for all things, including fast food. For those who know that. Uh, but also, uh, you know, we're right from the middle here, and, and we're bringing you the news right from the middle with a uh, with a local eye for a bigger picture. And uh, if you want to check us out, you can just go to commonsenseohioshow.com, where you can read all of Norm's blogs. It is the most prolific blog on the Internet at this point, I think, and uh, lots of great stuff there. I lag behind in a very distant third with zero blogs. I have um, to correct something that I said on the last show. Just let me get this out of the way. I mentioned that it was Mark David Chapman that took a pop at uh, President Reagan and, in fact, did, did uh, you know, President Reagan was injured. It was uh, John Hinckley. Mark, Hinckley David, yeah. Mark David Chapman was the guy who killed uh, John Lennon. So uh, I got my assassins, which I think is, is pretty good, actually, because I don't like remembering assassins that well. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're troubled people, and, you know, the idea of creating celebrity with assassins may be part of the problem. That yeah. we have with, yeah. with oh, people, uh, yeah. people deciding, hey, I want to get famous uh, on the way out the door. You know, uh, I'll do assass- or I'll do suicide by cop, and you know, it kills some famous person or whatever. Yeah, write some manifesto and out yeah. you go. Yeah. Well, they're even um, trying to make the woman who killed the uh, the kid the Tennessee sc- oh, school. They're right. showing uh, right. highlights of her tennis shoes. Right. right that right. when she's down, the tennis shoes are a different color than when they when she walked in. It's well, like Brett, you gotta that, be kidding. That me. whole subject really leads to a big discussion about who was the victim, right? Yeah. That that day. And of course, the 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 activists, you know, the alphabet soup activists are trying to say it was the shooter, the terrorist. I mean, it was an act of terror that that that, repressed that, that, that she was the victim, not the six innocent people she killed like kids. Yeah. Kids. Right. Half of them kids, nine year old kids. You won't find them saying uh, it was very little reference to the Christian school, very right. little reference to the fact mm-hmm. that these kids died. It's so 
And they won't release a manifesto. Isn't that curious? Right. It's so sick. And there was another mm. one, too. And I know we're jumping out of Ohio News, but they found another, or apparently there was a raid on somebody who was planning, another transgender individual who was planning a mass shooting yeah. at schools. And otherwise, I think he or she, or whatever it was, was, was 20, is 21 years old, has a manifesto, has yeah. all the crazy ideology, was planning something. And, you know, thank God they, they intervened and, and certainly appreciate that now at least they can they can maybe save not only this person's life, but other right. people's life. Well, and that's true. Right. 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 And give this person the help he or she a little, needs. A little intervention would be right. very helpful. Figure it out. Figure it out. Determine whether or not it was really serious. Determine not whether how imminent it was, and then prosecute accordingly. But, uh, you know, there, there's this notion that only the crazy lunatics who identify as, like, Nazis uh, and go uh, run around in the North Woods and play uh, militia games are capable of such right. horrible Right, that's shootings, ridiculous. Which is, which is insane. That's in, ridiculous. I think insane is the right word. All these people have mental health problems. Right, and there's that whole pink thing with gun ownership going on now anyway, uh, where uh, trans and gays are being encouraged by their activist organizations to go to the range, go to the gun stores, and buy ammo, buy guns, learn how to use guns to protect themselves. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, go, go for it. Go for it. I'm fine, you know, but if you're going to use that to inflict terror, obviously well, that's look, a no, problem. No, not you know. all trans people are going to be no. crazy, lunatic mass course, shooters. Not, not all people right. who identify as conservative even if they're conservative militia types, are going to be mass shooters. In the scope of violence uh, uh, that's uh, related to guns, it actually is a a sliver of the the gun death. And it's tragic because it gets, you know, usually it impacts people who are not engaged in commensurate criminal activity. So if you have have gang members, white, black, green, dumbing, it hurts me, shooting each other, to some extent you've you've volunteered for the dangerous life. I had a good good friend uh, kind of uh, do a little, we we did a little prickly exchange on on our... on our Yahoo group. Well, it's no, not Yahoo anymore. It's IO groups or whatever. Uh, but at any rate, we did this exchange and he was telling me that he belongs to the Unitarian uh, faith and that, uh, you know, th- th- that all of this uh, about the, the, the trans uh, community that, you know, all of that should just be accepted and that she was a victim. And, and how could I say as in my philosophy that I love everybody, but yet still be willing to put her down. And I, I ran the analogy. It's not a perfect analogy, but I may have a pet dog. The dog may become rabid. I love the dog. The dog is attacking children in my neighborhood. That's a dog I love. I also love those children, but I'm going to protect the children, right? So I'm going to put down my own dog. I love you, dog. Bang, bang, kill the dog. To save the children. I feel the same way about Audrey Hale. I love her as a human. I loved her as a human being. Didn't know her. Never met her. Right. But I, I love her as a human being. But yet w- the police who took her down when she was in the act of trying to continue the violence, having killed six people, I'm perfectly OK with that. And there is no contradiction between loving her and killing her. I mean, you you can do both at the same time, and it yes, it's a hard thing, and it's terrible, and it's a tragedy. But I people have to start thinking a little bit more rationally about what these things mean, 
and the value system that we have. It's, yeah. it's, it's not that, you know, you, you would like send a social worker in there because she was going to kill six more people. You've got to, at some point, you've got to send the police in to stop the violence. It is right. tragic at Jeez. every level. That's it is right. tragic mm-hmm. that six people died as a result of this individual's psychosis. That's right. It is tragic that this individual died as a result of his or her own, I can't remember which way it goes, but his or her own psychosis. And I'm sure- It was a physical woman. And it is tragic that the police officer has to live with the fact that he pulled the trigger and had to kill this person. And, you know, you could say, well, this person deserved it. No, I mean, it, it, it had just to had to happen. It had to happen, had but to deserve happen. isn't the question. It, right. it, there, nobody deserves it. It, it. it had to happen. It's not the perfect word to use. Yeah, it's right. it's like, it, it's it's a horrible, horrible scenario. And it doesn't matter if it's a trans person, if it's a lunatic militia person, if it's a uh, disgruntled banker, if it's a postal worker, it doesn't make any difference. It's no. always tragic. It always sucks. And, you know, for the media to downplay this but upplay others for its own agenda or its own narrative to support or to backfill in evidence for its own conclusions is gross. And right. that's why we have Common Sense Ohio. By the way. <laughs> well, but, but I think it does lead back to Ohio because, you know, I'm not saying it's inevitable, but it may happen in Ohio again. Yep. Sure. And we have to tear these things apart. Sure. Look, and have, take a step back and look at yeah. why did this person do this? Right. The have, trauma that he, he or she inflicts on the school yes. and the staff. I mean, well, the, there are so the ma- many levels to this. A good example, the mass shooting over in Dayton. Yeah. The right, police right. responded in like it was incredible, like in a minute or two mm-hmm. minutes. They yeah. were in the they were in the streets of the police were when this was going down and they literally were like a block away. And they took the guy down. Mm-hmm. Look, this is relevant. I just did a podcast with a couple guys. I have another podcast called Munitions Podcast. I do it with Derek DeBras. He was a gun lawyer and a very, you know, great gun lawyer. Uh, and we talk about these kind of firearms issues. And we had a group in. They created their own uh, gun club. Um, and they were African-American guys. They are black guys. And they, they created their own gun club with the idea that we they want to train and, and, and teach response, firearm responsibility to the community, um, all communities, not one color or another color, but all communities. And uh, anybody who wants to hear some insight into uh, what they had to say, check it out at Munitions Podcast. But really, really insightful uh, discussion, I felt. And one of the things that hit me in this is, is, like so many other things in life, what you think is the obvious solution isn't, and what you think the, what isn't the obvious solution may be. And, and here it sort of dawned on me, like they're training uh, young folks on the responsible uh, use of firearms, how to use them, um, how to, uh, what you do with them, the, the importance of them, and demystifying it. And it's, it's, it's like, it's interesting because, it, you know, on the one hand, you can look at that as like training kids to do violence. On the other hand, you can look at it as like training kids not to do violence by giving them something that requires the utmost responsibility. And Norm, you know, Matt, you know my son, uh, 16 years old now, got his car and he's now driving. And there was this moment last week when he said, uh, all right, Dad, I'm going to go out and um, I'll meet you at dinner. And what he was, you know, I could have picked him up or whatever, but he wanted to drive and he picked me up. And, you know, it dawned on me. It's like all of a sudden when I got in the car with him, it was his own car. Um, he was shifting gears. It's a standard. Tra- like he turned in to an immediately a more responsible young man because we gave him more responsibility. All right. And you can't just give, you can't just do it all at once, but you incrementally have to give people responsibility. And if you deprive your kids of responsibility, 
then you're going to get irresponsible kids. This is why a lot of parents will enroll their children at a young age and continue up through their adulthood in martial arts. We talked about that too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. It's very similar. So, Like it's, you, a violent, it's a violent practice, yet it prevents violence. Yeah, you usually don't. it's a defensive measure. Yeah, but it's fighting. Mar- martial arts well, there was is. Yeah. Whole, but it is though, you're right, but more for fighting. the defense than the offense. Yes, but you're teaching Typical. kids how to fight so they won't fight. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So yeah. the chubby little kid who gets picked on goes and, and becomes, you know, gets a brown belt to start out and then moves up. And, you know, and the whole idea is the other kids in school learned that little Bobby down there, you know, he might not be the pushover he yeah. was at one time. And people respect the discipline that that takes. Mm-hmm. So it changes the heart of the person, but also the bullies. And, you know, it, it 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 was also not lost on me. We had this discussion too, so I'm repeating some of it. I'll summarize though. It hit me when when I was sitting over here and the round table was full of these guys, and you know, it dawned on me. It's like, how many movies, how many stories, how many how many like underdog stories about boxing, about martial arts, about fighting, where and and true life stories, the Karate Kid, where you take kids off the streets, right, put them in a boxing gym, right. And through that, you save them. Buster Douglas, and, right here in Columbus. Buster Douglas, mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, sure. Mike Tyson. Now, he yeah. blew up later for other reasons. Yeah. But there, there's so many stories like that where guys were- He's in, made a strong comeback. He has. You know, yes, he's he found his redemption. Yeah, yeah really um, And, you know, it's like how many- that, like, It's such a common story, and it's so obvious, mm-hmm. yet it's getting resisted. Like, the, the, there's people out there resisting it, thinking, oh, you're teaching your kids violence. It's just moving him from one family- to another family. You're teaching You're taking them from the street family to a boxing gym family. And by doing that, you're teaching them responsibility. Yeah, to mm-hmm. channel it. Mm-hmm. Responsibility, to, to wield this new force that they have mm-hmm. in a responsible way. That's right. You can't, like, I will never learn to be responsible with a chainsaw if I never have to have a chainsaw. You know, you, you don't learn it. So you and I played high school football, right? Mm-hmm. And me, at a very low level, I, I didn't play varsity, but... I love that whole experience of knowing when it was authorized to use violence, right? Out there on the field and the type of violence like hands, no hands, are you Mm -hmm. offense or defense line? You know, all of those kinds of things. It was a, it was a mental as well as a physical kind of discipline and, and, or you violate the rules. And so in, in a way it's like a little, uh, it's a snippet of real life of, of society. As a young man, you, you, you learn when to turn it on and turn it off. And luckily at that pro level too, when, when guys step over the line, yeah. They are totally shunned. Now, speaking you know, of which. The, the, the play-by-play people, you know, everybody's like, whoa, you, you see those actions go, yeah. uh-uh, that, that's It, it that's sticks out like a sore thumb. It does. Which is really to say 99.999% of the people who engage in those activities don't. They yeah. don't. Right? That's right. Really sort of exactly. That's right. Yeah. Um, talking about schools a little bit, a couple of Ohio uh, tidbits that, that kind of feed into what we've been talking about. So we had a uh, guest here on the show, um, you know, months months back uh, from the Buckeye Firearms Foundation, and um, about the training for school security that they were doing and training of school staff to in the use of firearms. So far, uh, twenty two Ohio school districts have authorized staff to carry guns. So um, Ohio has eight hundred 
variations of school districts uh, of, of various kinds uh, for um, uh, for Ohio's children. So 22 out of 800 so far have have allowed the school boards themselves. It's a local decision where the school board itself must pass a resolution to authorize staff to go get training and then be allowed to uh, to pack uh, during the day at the school. 22 school districts have done so, so far. Yeah, and you know, again, it's like, well, the, the rhetoric, you can already hear the rhetoric. All right, guns, more guns. That's your solution is more guns, more guns, more guns. Right. It's like, all right, well, you know, I, I just happened to, I'm reading a book. I'm not going to go into the book, but, they were, you know, Kennedy made this speech that we're going to get to the moon by the end of the decade. So it was like 19, like, but by the end of 19, uh, the 60s, he was going to be on the moon. Yeah. And what he was really getting at is like he wanted to use space for a peaceful purpose and make sure, no pun intended, that we occupied the space, not the Soviet Union, right? So it's like right. we, he wanted us there first. So you could say that it was like more. And we, at the time, we were way behind them. Hugely behind them. <laughs> we were, and you we could say, you know, the, you, the critics, would, I'm sure, would say, well, that's just more Western imperialism of yeah. space. First Except man in space was Russian. Was Russian, yep. First satellite was Russian. And we had all sorts of disasters early on. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't catch up. And, you know, yeah. and eventually we got our act together, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, the idea was to go there and occupy that space, even though I'm sure there were military endeavors going on the entire time, or at least exploration for that purpose, uh, it prevented violence, right? So, you know, it's like, and you can, all you have to do is look at the 80s with uh, my favorite Reagan quote is, yeah, I got it. What's your strategy for the Cold War? It's easy. We win, they lose. Well, and <laughs> it, and often uh, overlooked in the history, because it's, it's pretty ugly right now between the U.S. and Russia. But at one point, we actually uh, joined together uh, with the Soyuz missions. And you had uh, the Apollo, you had the U.S. Apollo uh, capsules going up into, into space. The space station and, and hanging and, out for... And, 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 and physically locking into the Russian equivalent, yeah. uh, the Soyuz uh, capsules. And there were joint missions where you would have the astronauts from both countries. Now here we have a cold war going on, but we were doing joint space missions. So yeah, Kennedy's idea came to full fruition. It did. Mm. And, and, and again, the idea was if we occupy that space, even if it's done with a little bit of military might, then we know it's safe because space is going to fill up with something. So if right. you, if you don't let your kids, uh, you know, if we're not, if we're going to, if we're just going to concede or rather seed the field to those with guns, the lunatics with guns in the schools, and and we are not going to occupy the space uh, with the eye to try to defend it. Then they will. They will. Yeah, yeah. and they, they have. So, so we're thinking that the school districts allowing the the teachers or administration to carry guns will help prevent or make the think the potential shooters think twice about coming in. Well, I think it will deter on some level. You think? Uh, or, okay. Or at least it will make it. Because uh, I'm still well, I take, still feel weird about take, this. Take, I still do. Take well, let's, the, let's break it down. Let's yeah. yeah. Take the Nashville shooter. So uh, the police, the Nashville police, have been transparent about everything except the manifesto. They've been pretty good. Very early on said that Audrey Hale had considered attacking another school. Right. Right. The other school had a school resource officer. Therefore, it was probably a public school. They haven't announced Mm -hmm. which school. And so uh, she had detailed plans of, 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 you know, ingress and egress and all of that for that school. She decided not to attack that school and instead chose to attack 
this Christian academy because it didn't have a school resource okay. officer. Yeah. So I think that there, factored into her planning. It would factor. Okay. I mean, look, I, I often say, like in, in criminal sentencing, you always hear this, like, well, I need to have the sentence reflect the need to deter others from the similar conduct. And I'm like, what about your hogwash? Because no murderer ever thinks that, oh, I better not kill this person because I might get life in prison because they all know they're going to get life in prison if they get caught or even executed. So yeah. it's like, all right, that, that's no deterrent at all. Right. But it might deter a bank robber from picking a bank yeah. if there's an armed guard in the bank and you know, or say say there's like 10 armed teachers at any given time in a school or even one and the, and the person knows it. Well, it's going to deter it on some level. And even if they don't know it, it's going to end the problem a lot faster. Well, the, yeah. the, the head of the school... Uh, that the Nashville, the the school where the the killings took place. Mm-hmm. She, uh, I forget her name. God bless her. She was sixty, sixty one years old. The principal of the school. She did confront. She was unarmed, but she did confront the shooter. Right. So you wonder. Well, what what would have been the outcome had she had some training in the use yeah. of a firearm? Now there was a consultant hired by that Nashville uh, Christian school uh, who taught them, you know, when when the alarm goes off, you, you lock the doors, you shelter in place, you do this, you do that. And because of that training, it was, I hate to put it this way, in quotes, only six, yeah. unquote. Yeah. Well, it, six instead of a lot more. And we'll six instead way. of 20. Yeah. Right? Which it could have been, yes. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Because she, she had three guns with her, and she was fully armed. Well, yeah. Brett, Brett, you're disturbed. Yeah. Let's hear it, man. No, well, I guess I, 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 <laughs> it just feels like we're building schools that are military bases. And I know it's a reaction. We have to do something and i don't mean that in our typical we yeah, have to no, do something you. realm you well, know we have metal because we can't works. go backwards it, the genie's out of the bottle we, we have, have metal detectors they yeah. have to do something that works and i yeah. guess it's me just swallowing this and kind of going okay it, let's see where this goes it doesn't have to be the only thing right no because right. i know yeah. um from our discussion with them these teachers are teachers and administrators are raising their hand they're not being forced to do it they understand i wouldn't they agree with forcing them Right, exactly, yeah, and they're that's not a bad idea. because because no. they said just they, like it's, the everybody's raising their hand and and they know what they're walking into. Just the like, training's there, so it's look, not same. gun happy administrators or teachers. Yeah, great, I get to carry a gun. They know what it means because like, they could be killing yes. a seventeen, sixteen year old kid that came in with a gun. They yeah. know the responsibility. Just like they have. an airline pilot, the, the, yeah. they can with you know if they go through the right kind of training and the airline they work for allows them to do it, they can. It's permissive. It's it's not compulsory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. it's like you know, it's, it's just me probably adjusting to the new norm, which it, I hate the new norm. I it hate is not this. that crazy yeah. of a. Here's here's what I wonder, and I'm not. I'm I'm literally thinking out loud as I wonder this. It's like, do do you feel that it is a crazy step because of the the mainstream media reaction to such a step? Or because it is crazy, or it is so way out of the norms. I mean, was there ever a time that you know maybe maybe we was there ever a time that there were guns in schools anyway? I don't know. Like, I don't you, know. You go way back. Could, could Steve, have been when we, it, when for we me, were in it, school, probably could have been. Steve, yeah. we don't for, know. For me, it's just it's it's very simple. So if that principal, I think her name was Kuntz, Mrs. Kuntz, at the Nashville school, she didn't have a gun. Would we all be in favor of her, say, jumping on the shooter and wrestling her to, to the ground and, you know, putting her arm behind her back and using handcuffs or, or doing or hitting her with a brick or a rock to stop her? Well, if you're in favor of her using some violence to stop the killing, 
then why wouldn't you be in favor of her using well, a gun? Would you it's be just in a favor, different implement. Look, if if if, if she hit her with a shovel, my son, <laughs> if my son outside of a school, yeah, say at a library or a shopping mall, Gold Circle. Yeah. I'll just pick one that's closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, the gold, yeah. that Gold Circle variety store. <laughs> right. Uh, were attacked with, by somebody with a gun. I want somebody to shoot the person who's attacking my son. Yeah. Yeah. Or at well, least defend uh, yeah. him in every I, way I guess, possible. I guess what bothers me that, if that's it, necessary. this is today's reality because we all grew up not in this reality. So it's just that new reality to have to that's be, accom- be accustomed to. That's, had, that's, that's what bothers me the most. You know, we had our own yeah. realities and, you, you know, know kids, were, kids were, brought knives to school while we were in school, you know, and we just yeah, didn't but, have but this. In public like, schools, they uh, also had, they, they used yeah. to say the, you know, they used to do the Pledge of Allegiance and the Our Father. In, right. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that public schools actually recited the Lord's Prayer, right? I mean, that is mind-blowing, I know, for our secular society today to ever think, oh my God, people were actually praying in a public school. So our culture has changed. We have thrown God away, and now we worship money. We worship all this crap on TikTok. We worship what you look st- like, what you yeah, wear. all this junk. Yeah. So, is it surprising that the people are flipping out and bringing guns into shopping malls? Well, it's it's and re- unfulfilling. Like we have an unfulfilled exactly. existence with kids who have been deprived of any opportunity to have responsibility and learn responsibility, and it's meaningless. You know, they have this meaningless existence. I'm no psychologist, but I, I look. I don't, right. I don't know that this you can, requires you can, you can a, look, a rocket you can, science degree here to figure exactly. this out. You kind of see it and right. you hear what the problem was. Like that person had no reason to live anymore. Right. What was going on? 50 years ago and what's going on now yeah. and what's changed. Let's identify those factors and see if we can correlate them a little bit. And I'm yeah. sure there's more than one factor. Not there right. are plenty of sure. factors that if are going 50 years ago, if you asked a, a grade school student, hey, what is your moral compass? What's your code? Most of them would have said, "Don't if, screw up at school, so mom and dad yeah. don't kick my ass." Well, it, sure, at the at the youngest level, that's what they'll say. I, I would have been I, fifty years ago. Wrong, dude, I, I would have been seven years old. I'd have been in elementary school. That's they what you re- did. They would have recited the Ten Commandments. Or, well, <laughs> doing others. That, they would have known doing others, which they, is essentially exactly. Right. The they would have right. known that, and yes. that comes from church. That yes. comes from family values. Thou shall not steal. Thou shall not kill. They wouldn't have understood. We have shit canned that. We have shit canned that as as a society. That's that straight lace, square, uh, biased, white supremacy, whatever, like as if Jesus was white, yeah. whatever. I mean, we wow. have totally destroyed our culture. And, you know, I frankly, I think we're going down. We're we we're going people, down the circular porcelain appliance. It's so ironic because like, if, you, if you look back, you, you could easily say that there were plenty of us who weren't following the moral code of the Western society. Of the but we knew, it, we knew it was there. And instead of impugning those and trying to get those to do better, we just threw out the moral code. Right. We literally... <laughs> yeah, it's just too hard. It's too hard to work. We and literally so just throw it out. uprooted yeah, the it's ten, just too hard. Right. The yeah. Ten Commandments were literally uprooted. It's not like it worked for 2,000 years. Off of, <laughs> off of uh, county courthouse lawns, right? right. That became yeah. a controversy. Yeah. They have a little tablet on a, uh, you know, in some obscure place next to a bush half hidden by weeds, a little Ten Commandment marker. That became a big deal. We have to get rid of that. And if you have any question or any problems loving thy neighbor, because we all do, if, if you don't have that problem, hats off to you. Because it's a very difficult thing to do, to love everybody. Like Norm, you always say, you say it, it but is. it's very difficult to do. C.S. Lewis has the guide. 
just act like you do. Right? Oh. It's, if, even if you don't love thy neighbor, fake act it, like you fake do. Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, treat true. Them, treat them like you do. Absolutely. Treat yeah. them like you do. Yeah. Exactly. And you'll manifest it uh, in, in your in yourself. So anyway. little, yep. li- little bit of school violence took place uh, during the uh, ladies uh, basketball tournament um, right here in Ohio at the Bowling Green State University. I believe it was a Memphis player yeah. after the game. They were, you know, there's a traditional, the athletes, uh, you know, pass by each other and, you know, high five or, or fist bump or whatever. And, this was sort of a fist bump. Yeah, except yeah. it was right in the face. Right so, in the she, so she, so uh, sucker punch. Th- amazingly, I mean, I am just blown away by this. The Bowling Green campus police charged the Memphis. I think it was Memphis State charged that basketball player with uh, assault. Yeah, it's Good. assault. They, Amazing. They charge a crime, and uh, so as a criminal defense lawyer, this is a pretty obvious one. Assault is knowingly cause or attempt to cause physical harm to somebody. Um, and that's what exactly what this individual did. She going through the line, just a quick little sucker punch in the face. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be, it, there's two different kinds of harm. There's physical harm and then there's serious physical harm. If it's serious physical harm, that which you might require or that which might require medical treatment, it might become a felony. But this is just a simple assault. It's a misdemeanor of the first degree in Ohio that carries maximum punishment, six months in jail, $1,000 fine. Interestingly, though, it's an offense of violence. And if you get tagged with a with an assault, uh, you start getting into the realm not exactly, but getting into the realm where you lose some gun rights and lose some other things. So uh, it's a big deal. And, and like I said, I agree with you, Norm, hats off. Because this kind of nonsense, and of course somebody made it race-related, I think, oh, at some of point. Of course. Whatever. But this kind of non and look, it's not, right? It's not racial. Not at all. Oh my it's like, God. I don't care if somebody, yeah. I don't even know yeah. who threw Yeah, because I punch. saw some commentary about this too, that, you know, that this girl being a senior, this is her last game. That she's the, the, ten, uh, the Memphis player. Yeah. She she knows there's no really no retribution. She her scholarship's done. That's her thing. And he was saying it's like they need to go backwards and take things away from her. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, she it's done. A crime, You're done. Prosecute the damn crime. It's really simple. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's probably enough right there. Really simple. I love right. that. Do that's we, that keeps it out of the school. It's just or, you know, don't need dollars hate, and yeah. stuff like that. It's it's you're going to be charged. Yeah, it's not. Don't need any hate crime nonsense. Yeah. Don't need, if there's yeah. a crime. Yeah. You've committed it. Right. Prosecuted if they can prove it. Right. Seems like they can. And she the reverse would have happened if the. Bowling Green girl. You bet. Had you bet. assaulted yeah. the Tennessee or yeah. Memphis. You bet. Remember student. this happened. Uh, yeah. The the who was it? It happened up in Cleveland. Uh, I forget the football player who took off his helmet and started swinging at people. He was charged with. I think he oh, was eventually yeah. prosecuted for some assault related stuff, or at least suspended from the league in the NFL. Uh, it also happened. The Michigan coach. Remember last year the Michigan coach was that last year? I think it was last year the Michigan coach took down. Uh, uh, one of the other coaches, there was a fight, and the Michigan coach went after the other coach at the same kind of thing at the yeah. Bas- basketball. Basketball, yeah. yeah. And of course, Woody lost his and job. Woody lost his job. Took a swing at a player on a field. What's he right. doing, Woody? What? Seriously? Now what, there, mm-hmm. it, you can you can see how it, it's you know I, as a defense lawyer, we don't always just try to win cases. We have to mitigate cases too. So you know, there, there's two questions: one, can they prove this person's guilty? Uh, and two, what should what should the system do to this person as a result of that guilt? Right. And then you get in this this mitigation, and, and mitigation is obvious here. That she was in the heat of the moment. She lost her last basketball game. She was expected to win. It was a tough game. You know, the, it's like we the law recognizes that there's playing the joints to address those things. Um, in, so the, in the sentencing phase. In sure. the sentencing yeah. phase, yeah. or even in the prosecution right. phase. So if you're right. a prosecutor, you might say, listen. I'll amend this to something other than an offensive violence assault. Maybe it's an attempted assault, or maybe we'll make it a negligent assault. 
or if it's a felony, sometimes they'll make it an aggravated assault, which it means you didn't you did it in hot blood. Yeah. Uh, so it's less of a crime, or maybe even you require a bunch of counseling. You require value psychological evaluation, which she probably needs, probably could use. Yes, and and get some reports back, and then make a decision how you're going to handle the case. It's not over just because she's mm. charged. There, there's lots more that should happen. So yeah. those who say it's like this this bias baked in nonsense, it's not. This this person committed a crime. Prosecute the crime. The prosecutor is going to come in, make hopefully a rational decision mm-hmm. about what to do. And the judge will ultimately uh, issue the, more, the final say More so. school violence in Ohio, uh, although of a different kind. This is verbal, although, well, whatever. Uh, so a school bus driver in Amherst, Ohio, this has gone national, this story, I named this. Jackie Miller. She was on Jesse Waters' show, I think, last night or the night before. At any rate, uh, she's she school bus driver, an elderly lady, school bus driver in Ohio. And on March the 30th, um, the kid's after harassing her for years, the kids got on the bus and one of them sprayed some kind of perfume or or something from an atomizer bottle in her face. And she had to use her uh, inhaler. I mean, she, she literally couldn't breathe. And um, after she recovered a little bit, she was caught doing a two minute rant. It w- caught on video where, you know, she used a lot of profane language, but basically said, you know, I've had enough of this effing uh, S. I'm going to, you know, stick my foot up your ASS. And, and I mean, she, she, uh, she really lost her shit. And then uh, she resigned. And, uh, but yet people in some of these uh, service jobs at schools have come to, they've kind of rallied around her that the kids seem to not get punished. Um, yeah, they get a pass for that. And they get a pass for this. That's uh, well, we just talked about that's that's assault. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be pissed too. What uh, the we heck? had a bus driver. I had a bus driver, God. and I'm not going to mention her name, but uh, you know, like she was known. You don't do this nonsense on that bus. You're going to, and you know, she, oh, she's so mean, blah blah blah. No, she just didn't tolerate the bullshit. Right. And you know, you yeah. she is driving a bus, right? With with kids, with, with right. forty to sixty kids on it. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you know, I, I, you know, the, you know, when we went to school, bus drivers were in much more respect than they are today. I mean, we we had where I went to school. One of the bus drivers, he, he recognized he was dropping off kids, and somehow he recognized that when the kids were coming off, the parent that was picking them up was not really the parent that should have been picking them up. And the guy, the father, was aggressive, came on the bus and shot the bus oh driver. Gosh. Gee whiz. In a fight, wow. and the bus driver was trying to protect the kid. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, they they end up honoring him with the name on the school bus, our school uh, 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 garage, and that man. sort of thing. But it's just... How insane. Would we? Ha- I, I think we'd have that today. I think school bus drivers would do that today. I, you know, but it's one of those. I hope they would. Well, here's what happens. Like, but it's if, just if but now. It's, not, now it's just kind of a job. But we've allowed it to become just a job. They are forced to tolerate intolerable behavior. Exactly. And so there's no no wonder there's a school bus driver shortage. Right. Yeah. Right. So we were talking get... what we were talking about Reynoldsburg schools <laughs> yep. a few shows ago, and they had to cancel you know uh, several hundred routes. Uh, you know, pickup points, I should say, yeah. uh, for the Reynoldsburg School District because yeah. they can't get they can't they can't hire drivers. I wouldn't, so, I wouldn't do it either. Who would want to do it? If exactly. you're forced to tolerate intolerable behavior, you're only going to get the people who don't give a crap about the job. Exactly. Right. And because exactly. they don't, you know, they're not doing it for any reason other than a paycheck, a paycheck or any reason right. other than they have to. And 
you know, it just happens to be the only thing they can get. And that's not what you want. I'm not saying the people that take those jobs are bad. I'm saying it's not the right job for them. It's a no-win situation, yeah. right. Steve. They have this um, they have this surveillance video on all school buses in Ohio now. Yep. It's a requirement to have cameras on board. Private, public, doesn't matter who operates it, doesn't matter what kind of school. There's got to be a video recording system. And and it's a no-win situation. They show kids beating each other up, and then the parents are like, well, why didn't the driver intervene? Not allowed to. If the driver intervenes in any way physically, right, then the driver's a bad driver. You know, yeah, you then, can, then, right. then he or she is a criminal because they picked up little Luke and put him on one seat and picked up little Billy and put him on the on the opposite seat and physically separated them. Oh, now she assaulted. These have turned into like, like, like I just oh, envision like rolling circuses now, you know. It's yes, like, it was exactly. bad when I was a kid. I yes. can't imagine now. I mean, I cannot There's imagine. There's kids strangling each other and right. all she could do is look in the it's rear like, view mirror. We're not talking about spitball fights. We're talking about like real stuff. Real stuff. Well, because it's not in her job to description to stop the fight if she leaves the the if he or she leaves the seat she's left their post yeah, yeah. you know and not allowed to intervene because and, you're and why would it. you if it's got if the kids have knives you go up to it you're gonna get stabbed yeah no bottom it's, line your it's, life's it's, in it's, danger it's it's forget crazy. it it's, it's all crazy <laughs> it's like we're putting these people in loco parentes meaning in the place of the parents yet not letting them yeah. do what needs to be done to control and, the and you know and we talk about this but what is the freaking answer to this though well one answer, what is the answer one you answer know? One, one answer is to support jackie Miller. <laughs> so this is an uncompensated uh, announcement. You can get a T-shirt which commemorates her, uh, her her succinct little message about kicking some serious effing ass uh, by going to mistakesonthelake.com and buying a T-shirt. $5 goes to her retirement I'll go through the fund. Go fund yeah. thing. Oh, my God. Well, so what's the answer? Consequences. It, it, it won't it take long. It has to be. It won't take long. You know, like get, get kicked off the bus. Yeah. And then make mom and dad have to drive you to school. Now, there's going to be places where mom and dad won't. The kids just won't make it to school, and that's a horrible scenario. Right. But on the other but hand. But it still comes down to parents. It yeah, still comes parents, down to parents. Yeah. I don't, yes, they're probably both working a job. They may have to get their ass out of the, of the, of the house at yeah. 6 o'clock in the morning work two jobs. Maybe they, maybe but they maybe. have parental. Uh, they have to be parents. If if I got kicked off the bus at school, it like I, and I'm not, look, I, I say this like I was going to have some awful consequence at home. I wouldn't have, but I thought I would. You would have though. It's like I was scared of it. You don't want mom and dad. I didn't want them to know. Exactly. (laughs) So it's like I would conform my misconduct in such a way (laughs) that it was never enough to uh, to get the notification at home. You know, you were destined to be a lawyer, weren't you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the the, yeah, right. (laughs) Yes, the 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 parental disclosure was usually the most painful part about any misbehavior and getting kicked off the bus is like you have no choice so the the township cops where i grew up for example if they caught you with beer underage they had a semi-official policy of dumping it all over your head so that when you walked in the front door (sighs) yeah mom and dad no right your 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 rank with uh you know hudipole or burger beer, I, you know, I feel funk. for you drinking that. Beer. Just drip it, yeah. Great. And there, so there's no, there's no arrest record. There's no, you know, court date. There's just you, the 16 year old, walking back in the house, drenched in beer. But if the family and, unit is broken down, it, it doesn't work because there oh, is no this is this is suburbia. No, I got yeah, you, but right. but no, that, it wouldn't work. Inner city wouldn't work. Which reminds me of the punishment that I got. My I had the opposite punishment. Might have been my senior year. I don't, I'm not even going to talk about what we were into, but we got into something and got in trouble. And my my punishment, I think my buddy had the same. 
is that we we had to ride the bus to school for like two weeks or three weeks or something. As the punishment. As the punishment. Love it. So we were seniors in high school. Right. It was a 10-mile drive oh, to get to school. Yeah. From and there's freshmen on board. Oh, yeah. You're just yeah. like, God, yeah. what the hell? Right. Yeah. And it's they're just, looking at you like, what kind of loser are you? Right. Oh, yeah. It was mm-hmm. it was awful. You drive, you drive a CUDA so, and you're uh, on the school bus? What are you doing yeah. instead of in... Why aren't you in your dot in, in your Plymouth CUDA? Right. What, what yeah, are you exactly. doing on the well, school I mean, bus? I had a well, my, my parents are making me ride the bus. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can't remember. I, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure I conducted a jailbreak at some point. I would just act like I was getting on the bus and I would go get in somebody else's car. But it uh, yeah, it, it was an embarrassing thing. Mm. Mm. I love it. Funny. Well, a uh, little sports news. So baseball, you know, Major League Baseball just started. And last week... The current commissioner of baseball, a guy named Rob Manfred, who, you know, I don't know. I don't know where he's from. But, you know, I guess he's Bart Giamatti's ghost. And, he, and, and, and this whole thing about Pete Rose and the Hall of Fame, yeah. this guy said that Pete Rose, re, regardless of, of whether he has been, you know, um, contrite or whatever, that uh, he, he should be permanently banned from the Baseball Hall of Fame. And this is while OJ is in the Football Hall of Fame. And Ty Cobb, who was a... Uh, oh, I mean, he was a... I, I mean, I guess com- just a, a... A complete nasty a, person. A criminal. He would... He would we talk about assault. Like he sh- would cleat people. Sharpen his spikes. And, sharpen and, his spikes. And he was, a, he was an open racist uh, against the, the Negro players coming in. I say Negro because the leagues back then were called Negro... Uh, uh, yeah, he was, he was just a... a he was like, a horrible human being. From what being. I hear. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. He's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Pete Rose, okay, he bet on baseball. He didn't bet for the Reds to lose. He, you know, whatever. Come on, guys. Honestly. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the permanent... Pete is his own worst enemy, though. So Pete could have probably navigated this minefield had he have just handled a little bit different. He's so probably. egotistical. Well, he is being blamed. I mean, he, here's the thing. He has been blamed emotionally right for the death the heart attack of bart giamatti i mean bart after after pete rose was banned from the hall of fame for a certain period of time giamatti didn't make it a lifetime ban he just said you're not getting in the hall of fame right now you know we're not going to let you in you've retired but you're ineligible you know and then shortly afterward he died of a heart attack and after pete and he had this huge pr battle yeah. that went on for a year if, if two pete years would have just let that go back then but he's being blamed essentially yeah. he's the guy who killed the commissioner yeah. Of yeah, i don't buy that oh, come oh, on. what's going to happen is he no. will be let in after, after he dies i agree yeah I so he cannot fine. enjoy the glow of it, it that you know that's what's going to happen and that's exactly what pete wants but um, probably yes. so, you know, he's he's enjoying life. Now, we it, it doesn't make a hill of beans if he's in there or not for to him. We, I don't think it does. He's he's living the life. I, I, I know. Oh, I, it, think, I think it for matters. his ego, for his ego, he would like it's to be in there. But, for him. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you know, he's. He gives in the press to There's complain no about it, you too. You don't get money. Just don't no, get no. He's Charlie Hustle. He needs no, to be in. What he did in between the lines was an incredible baseball game. Maybe the best and baseball should player be of all rewarded time. For all that. around. Yeah, yes. all around. Best baseball player right. of all time. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Right. Maybe. And we should, at least since it's Ohio, we should talk about the Cincinnati Red Stockings, I believe, which was the first pro baseball team. And yes. for years and years and years, they always played the opening day at Cincinnati. They sure mm-hmm. did. Yeah. yeah. I was in the opening day parade once. So I was sponsored by the uh, Little Kings Cream Ale beer. Yeah. And they sponsored my race car. 
And uh, I saw they, your Facebook post on Little Yeah, Kings. they had That's a float. Cool. They had a float. I mean, terrible beer. Oh, love the beer. I, they just brought it back. So oh, I, love, I love thing. I love it, cream it, ale. It, it just is. Oh, I, I know, love cream I ale. Like Genesee, Genesee cream. I would drink that only because my buddy, my college oh. roommate's from Rochester. But then we got Jenny Light, which wasn't cream ale. Yeah, I love I love cream ale. So uh, anyway, they they brought it back twenty four pack for uh, for nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents in twenty twenty three. Yeah, that, they're little. Pretty, they're damn, that's seven good. ounce, seven yeah. ounce hey, bomb. But still, but, but I was. They had this float for uh, Cincinnati sports. You know, like just a token person to represent each kind of sport. So they had like a track athlete. They had a Reds player, a Bengals player, a UC football player, an XU basketball player. And then they had to have a race car driver. And that was me. Nice. So So that was fun. That would have been, you were how old? I mean, when? Oh, I was in my twenties and uh, I was being sponsored by little Kings for what I will say is small beer money. And uh, you know, uh, it, at any rate, it was fun. I had never been to the Finley Market opening day parade either before or since just that one year, 1987. Hmm. It was incredible. Off the, I could I not believe how that's many people go yeah. to this parade. Yeah. So it was that town amazing. Lo- that town loves its baseball. I'm well, going. Well, bottom line. I'm, yeah. Me and a buddy are going to go May 19th. We're going to go see uh, the Yankees and the Reds play. Yeah, I'd forgotten. It's been years since I've been downtown Cincinnati after a concert or a ball game. And I just forgotten how the city streets around that, those parks are just filled with people. There's a buzz. It's alive. It is. And I'm I'm walking. I'm going, oh, my God, I completely forgot about this this vibe that that you you don't really dare drive on the streets. It's just filled with people. It's so much fun. It's it's. Its own thing. It is. Yeah. I wish Columbus had that yeah. in we, some we fashion. We don't. Close. It's just. We did t- have. Oh, I love oh, it. On Tuesday, we did have Dime a Dog Night here at we with, still with have the Clippers. That, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Stadium was its own thing. The, the great thing about Cooper Stadium that was a great play, place. Yeah, it was. Like you could bring your own beer into there. People don't know this, but you could bring your own beer into there. You could bring like one of those igloo coolers that you could, <laughs> they, they would dispense. Like you couldn't bring the container. You couldn't bring the individual serving containers, but you could fill up like your igloo. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. cooler in, like the McDonald's type yeah. d- jug dispenser out in your parking lot and we used to fill those up with like Stroh's or something yeah. and then take your own cooler in. I'm going to admit That's something. It. I was a den mother. <laughs> so none of the mothers at the school volunteered to be a den mother we were identifying for, the, as a for mother. the Cub Scouts. So I put my hand up and I said well uh, I'm not going to transition but I'll be a den mother. <laughs> So I was the coolest den mother. I took my uh, uh, Cub Scouts to Dime a Dog Night. Mm-hmm. Dudes, they hammered that guy. <laughs> the, the hot dog vendor. My God, my kids, probably ate 10 apiece. I mean, for a dollar, you got 10 hot dogs. Yeah, you could get 10 hot dogs for a dollar. And then on Thursdays, you would have Thirsty Thursdays where you would get this big mug and you could fill it up for like a mm-hmm. 10 cents or something. I mean, it just... Yeah. <laughs> they, grotesque they hammered actually yes it's exactly. grotesque they hammered i just stood there and watched this whole interplay and this guy's rolling his eyes because you know here comes you know here comes little charlie up there and he's yeah, like they were you small know, hot dogs here here's oh another, yeah, yeah here's another dime sir where's the mustard <laughs> it was just uh, god it was off the hook man so, they're so good too those little those gooey buns they yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah man uh, so you know what else? Again, now we're talking about sports trivia. Portsmouth, Ohio, also the home of the NFL. I think. I think the first uh, really? pro football team is down in Portsmouth. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 
Is that where uh, the opera singer Kathleen Battle was from? I think Portsmouth. I don't know. Yeah, so she sang with the New York Metropolitan Opera, Kathleen Battle, um, an Ohioan, uh, I think from Portsmouth. Incredible talent. I would say that's on par with the NFL, her voice. And we got old Dino from uh, Zanesville, right, Dean Mm -hmm. Martin? Really? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, I like that guy much more than frank oh by i just by did miles. i don't know yeah. why i just cool i he oh, really i love cool. frank i love oh, frank sinatra but i just dean had oh, something yeah. more and I, dean didn't just suck up to frank yes did no. his own thing maybe that's why i liked yeah. him because everybody else did and you know what else i heard like his shtick about being drunk all the time was all fake i did too i heard that recently he, as he well. used to put like booze he hated on he hated drinking yeah he he would uh there's a couple times where you yeah. see him in public drunk there was one on uh I go back and watch these old Carson interviews sometimes where you got those guys on there. <laughs> or the, Fri- the Friars Club. The Friars, yeah. He would always do the celebrity roast, yeah. Yeah, he would always act drunk. And he wasn't. And he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he would fake it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pretty well, he, he was really a sharp That character. makes him cool. Yeah. And just he, that makes him cool. And he always dressed, like, to the nines. Oh, man. Like, and he, he, he just... He had the greatest voice. look, yeah. yeah. And his voice, you know, people talk about Frank, but Dean's voice was like silk, man. I mean, because it, it it, uh, he yeah. held his type of voice for a long time. Frank, Frank didn't lost. lose it, but it wasn't was the same. It wasn't the same, yeah. And you could tell over the years, but Dino had it the whole time. He had like a Nat King Cole type of smooth. He's just voice. cool. Yeah. yeah, it was a, a he was what, what do you call it? crooner. He was a yeah. crooner. Was yeah. A yeah. Well, they're all crooners, but he was yeah. like, he was and that's like c- the king of and, and that cigarette he had, he never puffed it. I mean, it was just there the whole I mean, he occasionally, but just real real, yep. real quick, but wow. just had it. He just knew how to use I it. I did not know he was from Ohio. Yeah. That yeah. is yeah. tremendous. Yeah. I think Zanesville or uh, Muskingum County. Something or like that. That, yeah, that is cool as heck. Yeah. yeah. Man, I yeah, I'm trying to remember his real name, because uh, Dean Martin is not no, his name. No, it's an Italian name. There were some King Kong talents. Clark Gable was from Ohio. Really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, there's there's a few others, a few others. Dino Paul Crichetti. Crichetti. There wow. you go. Yeah. Okay. Because I had to look it up. Fingers from while. Toledo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. There was a hell of an Italian fest in Zanesville, by the way. Oh, is it really? I didn't know. Oh that. yeah. So that would really? reflect if Dino okay. was from Zanesville. Yeah. I mean, that is an Italian festival. Like that is a, 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 a that's a box to check. Really, I think your boy Cano oh. is from Cano Reeves is from Cincinnati. I think so. Oh, I'll be darned. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, I think uh, who, who or at was, least he has Cincinnati roots. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's from Cincinnati. Yeah, I think Doris Day, uh, um, Bogart, and yep. uh, Day, Day Cincinnati area because a yeah. friend of mine. Well, he I worked with him at a radio station in yeah. Cincinnati. Doris Day used to babysit him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you're talking yeah. decades Rose, ago. Rosemary Clooney, yeah, Clooney Nick and, Clooney, and the whole Clooney fam, uh, family. Yeah. Uh, the, the goofy yeah. uh, son of Nick, <laughs> George. Uh, gosh, uh, Roy Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of What's huge. What's the names? farm up by Mansfield? Or, uh, Paul Newman. There was a farm up in uh, Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart got um, married up there. It's um, Malabar, Malabar, Malabar Farms, Farms yeah. right? Yeah. They got all, that, that was a big Hollywood place for a while. Too. Yes, it, it was. was. See, Ohio makes it big. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. the author the the author that owned Malabar Farms, whose name I'm stripping a gear, uh, incredible. Yeah. Uh, he was into the environmental, no pesticide, Sustainable no fertile farming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Way, way before, and he was yeah. a Hollywood uh, screenwriter as well. Mm-hmm. But he wrote some incredible novels. Uh, you, uh, gosh, 
strip yeah, into gear. You can still go visit. I, had, I used to have property up there, and we'd go visit that period. Oh, yeah, beautiful place. You'd get breakfast. Or, it's on or the other side dinner. of the highway from mid-Ohio. Yeah, it's right up in that. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, check it out. Um, There's a Dirt Dutchman right there, too. Louis, <laughs> Louis Bromfield. Louis Bromfield. Yep. That's yep. right. There you go. All right. Well, this is anyway. non-newsy. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool stuff. It, it is. is. You know, yeah. It's, it is it's very nice, cool it's stuff. nice reminders. Yeah, yep. it is. Uh, so we have a distracted driving law that is highly complex that just went into effect this week yeah. for warnings. Uh, after October the 5th, uh, police will start issuing tickets. It's a primary offense. And lawyers like... I will start defending these things because yeah. this is a nonsense law. It is kind of a nonsense law because one of the exceptions, so you're not allowed to manipulate the keys. You're not allowed to like stream. You're not allowed to write a text, but you are allowed to answer a phone call with a, a single swipe or a single command on your phone. And you're allowed to hold it up to your ear with your hand. This is actually written into the yeah. law as an exception. So, how are the police supposed to, they'll have to be omniscient. And what I have concluded, and I think, Steve, when we were talking about this uh, being considered uh, when the legislation was just legislation instead of a law like it is now, we had talked about what what's going on with this. And I think you had posited the theory, which I think, I think you were right on target, that this is basically an excuse to be able to do further investigation, that they could see ah. you, you they could see you interacting with your phone, pull you over mm -hmm. legitimately and inquire, are you texting? Are you doing one of the things you can't do? But it but in reality they want to see if there's dope in your car or something. Well, I yeah. don't know if that's the purpose of the law, but that's going to be a ramification of the law. Mm -hmm. So what's going to happen is if you're driving a rental car in say Preble County out on the uh, west side of the state on I seventy coming in and um, your car looks suspicious for some other reason, and the police want to search you or at least explore what you're up to. Heretofore, they would be looking for something like speeding, and, but, you know, the good drug runners are, have gotten pretty good at that, so they don't speed. Uh, what they do instead is they pull you over for following too closely, which is the most subjective violation you could possibly imagine, mm -hmm. following too closely. Um, and now, if you're looking at your phone, they're going to pull you over. And if they pull you over, it gives the police an in then to conduct further investigation. So for those who are worried, like, you know, this is this is what, this is the analytical assessment that I love to make. It sounds great. You shouldn't text and drive. Let's make it a crime. Fine. Now it's against the law to text and drive. Let's make it a primary fence so we can, uh, a fence so we can pull people over. If we think they're texting and driving, well, right. first of all, the, the, face of the law is probably overbroad. Secondly, or at least uh, vague enough where it's going to be almost impossible. Um, but beyond that, now you've got an excuse for police, those even with malintent for racial reason, reasons, maybe those with malintent for other reasons, to pull you over and start harassing you. So, uh, And you're going to have people who are going to say, well, you shouldn't be texting and driving. Well, what if I wasn't texting? I was just answering a call. Well, they thought you were texting. Now you're on the side of the road for an hour getting investigated instead of going to work, even if you don't have any drugs. And that's the other thing I tell people. People are like, look, those drug dealers, we should pull them all over anyway. Yeah, except when you get pulled over and mm. next thing you know, you're stuck on the side of the road or your car gets impounded, or maybe they plant something in your car. Or maybe yeah. you've got a corrupt cop who's going to do something he shouldn't do or she shouldn't do. Yeah. It's like you, we have these protections, folks, for a reason. It is because we, the people, are inherently flawed. Yeah. Right? And our, our founders created a system to, to work within that framework. 
we recognize that not all humans are going to be perfect. In fact, all are going to be imperfect, and we have to have order and law, but we have to do it in, with the understanding that the government can't be have plenary power. This is getting real close to being pulled over for virtually any reason. Well, and if it's based on let's don't be distracted, you'll love this. So there's new technology going to be coming in our cars. Oh, God. Here we go. Called Q, Q-U-U. The tech company enables radio stations to display messages and images on vehicle dashboards. Okay? Oh. So it, 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 it branded as content sponsorship. The ad units display a commercial message for 30 seconds while a song or other programming is playing. What were you doing? Well, I was just reading this message. I was reading the flipping 30-second ad <laughs> right, on my entertainment right, center. Right. It's nuts. It's nuts. We're scrolling. So, so we're okay with this shit. Right. But... Well, we got you know what I did? Amazing. Amazing. And, and in order to avoid the nonsense here, because I like to hold my phone when I drive with my right hand, because mm-hmm. I put my I put my uh, GPS, I've got a GPS in my truck, but I like the one on my phone better. That's another exception. That's, that's still going to be legal. But I'm holding it in my hand. Yes. So I'm going to get pulled over. You're allowed, that's an exception, you're allowed to hold it in your hand. But they're going to say, I saw you touch something, because what did I do? There you go. I, and, entered, I said, and pause how, for a second. How did they see your thumb move? Exactly. You've got matter. to be kidding right. so me. So what I did is I bought, it cost me 100 bucks. this mount that's going to mount in my car, mm-hmm. and it's going to mount my phone about where I would hold it. And it's going to, and I already, I love thinking this way, because I'm thinking, all right, so now what? What is going to happen as a result of this phone being mounted? Well, I'm not going to be able to reach or see things on my dashboard as well. You'll have to learn how to Bluetooth. I'm going to, yeah. well, I yeah. already do that. But I'm I, like, if what's behind my phone now that I'm not going to have to reach around at some point mm-hmm. that's going to distract me even further? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. if for some reason I need to get my phone off that mount, now I'm tinkering with that instead of holding it like in front of me where, yeah. you know, it's like there's always an adverse consequence to this stuff. It sounds good though. Yeah. yeah. Or the wire that's connected between the phone and the console and it, Tips over a cup of coffee. And the, oh. reason, and like, I, and right. the reason I had to spend a hundred bucks yeah. is because I have tried the cheapo phone mounts before, mm-hmm. and they fall off. Yeah, so fall then off. my phone's at my feet, and I'm right. digging around like this while I'm driving. They said right. you shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, I know I shouldn't, uh, but, but it's going to happen. But the phone's going to get caught behind the brake, and right. I or in the gas, and I'm screwed. Yeah, I, I, I know. And yeah. first world problems. I you know I get, well, but are, it's still it's, always adverse consequences. But there always is exactly. in a perfect world, it sounds great. Another another thing since since we're on a on a roll here. Uh, Things we hate. We, <laughs> we, Except we, for Dean Martin. We love him. We often, it's the old man crotchety hour, exactly. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we've talked uh, several times about, uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's not get into Lawrence Welk and Mitch Miller, which we could easily slide into. Uh, but um, there's a constitutional amendment uh, coming uh, on the ballot uh, if the Ohio ballot board, uh, so Dave Yost, the AG, has approved the language, now it goes to the Ohio ballot board to see if it holds up to the single subject matter test. And if it does, then the proponents need to get signatures from half of the Ohio counties, which half would be 44 out of the 88, and they need to get 1.5% of uh, the um, amount of the voters who voted in the last gubernatorial election, blah, blah. So if they get this amendment, what it is, is raising Ohio's currently $10.10 minimum wage 
up to $15 by January of 2028. By constitutional amendment? By constitutional amendment. Now, I we not think of anything dumber. Yes. So, Steve, we three have talked many times about the founder's admonition that when the public, when the public figures out that it can vote itself benefits at the ballot box, democracy, you know, right. is pretty much over because why, why $15? Well, make it a hundred well, yeah, or, or 30 or 35 or 40 or 50. Yeah, hell of it. Make it a hundred. I mean, the, the craziest thing is you want you want to see real unemployment, make it a hundred. Well, the craziest thing is, under Ohio's minimum wage right now, uh, tipped employees um, have to be paid at least the ten dollars and ten cents. So, in other words, if their if their salary if their uh, excuse me if their wage is say five dollars an hour, the management of the restaurant if for tipped employees, not the chef, not the manager, but the wait staff, the tipped employees. Um, they have to make up the other $5.10 if they don't get that in tips. So in other words, their tips plus hourly wage have to add up to at least the minimum wage. That's the current law. Under this constitutional amendment, tipped employees will have to get the $10.50 when it goes into effect or the $15 as it increases year by year. Uh, they get that plus their tips. So in other words, you don't add the tips in to accrue to the minimum wage. Right. You get the minimum wage and then the tips are additional. So in other words, our food prices at restaurants are about to skyrocket. They're going to go wild. Or you're going to see what we're seeing right now. Shitty service. Shitty service or restaurants just closing down. Yep. Because, it, and you know what? That's okay. Yeah, if but, you cannot handle, if, if there are not employees out there to handle what they need to be handling or doing what they want to do, they don't want the job, then that Taco Bell should close. That Burger King needs to close. Robots. That's just, or, the, the or go is, robots. The problem, robots. Not, uh, it, robots. the problem is it's not okay, but it's a natural rea- It's a natural it's, consequence it's what's of this. Happen. It is the market forces. It's the market react. force yes. closing businesses. Yes. And, and, you know, I just saw like- Or, auto, to or automating. You know, yeah. well, McDonald's was like that. I walked in, I was driving out to Iowa last week and I, and I walked into a McDonald's. I just had to hit the head and uh, I was going to order a sandwich or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had all those machines. And I finally, I just hollered back. And I was like, Hey, can you guys take my order? Because <laughs> I don't know how to use this damn. They're like, Oh yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get you up front. But it, you know, yeah, I, I, I have not been inside of McDonald's because of those damn things um, or those other restaurants. Mm-hmm. So what's going to happen here is you're going if you look at the numbers coming out of like it's starting in the tech it's like back in 2001 with the dot com disasters it's starting in california with the tech companies they're laying off thousands of people yes like the shit is coming folks it is yeah. coming and it's coming right quick yeah. and it's it's going to be at your back door before you know it and this is the kind of nonsense that's going to make it that much worse you are going to have so much unemployment and you're going to think, well, look at all the money that people are going to make. It's like, no, they're not going to have jobs, you nitwits. Right. Because if I have somebody, that, like the, people don't get it. If I need a law clerk, I'm not going to pay $20 an hour for a law clerk if the market for a law clerk is $10 an hour. Because you're teaching them, because, actually. Yeah, I don't need it for that bad. That's right. And or you might it. if he or she's worth it and, and you want to keep that then person they'll get here. a raise. Exactly. But nobody will get in the door. Because I can't afford twenty bucks an hour, so I'm not going to start with ten bucks an hour yeah. and then work somebody up to see if they're worth it or if they're good or if it's a good fit. I'm just not going to hire. And you know, you could say because if I hire and then have to fire, 
then I've got a big unemployment claim coming up my backside mm-hmm. that I'm a small business that I don't want to have to pay. So generally speaking, that means I don't hire people. Yeah. And I outsource by 1099 research if I need it. Yeah. I do it myself if I need it. Or I just don't take the case. And guess what? My business stagnates. And then extrapolate that out as far as you can. Uh, sit sit home tonight. Close your eyes and extrapolate that out. All the people who aren't working, all the young law students who don't get their first foot in the door at a law firm to learn something. Right. And then take that to like, um, mechanics or take it to like restaurants or, or take Tr- it to truck like, drivers and now apply on it. and on and on oh, yeah. now apply it to minorities. So if a minority can't get their foot in the door and then work their way up because the door is too high to start, then they don't ever get their foot in the door and they don't ever work their way up. This has a disparate impact on the poor in an, in, in an, in an exponential way. It, it's maddening. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it, and it also violates that, you know, what, what the founders clearly saw, which, which is, you know, you, you have tyranny when the majority becomes the tyrant and votes itself, you know. The, the, the pigs look a lot like farmers. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's animal right. farm. Yeah, it's animal farm. It's animal farm. Yep. So, all this, right, is, well. this is why I guess they set it up originally that you had to be a property owner in order to vote. You and, had to you had to have well, skin in the game. Skin in the game. That's yeah. that's. And, in other words, the people getting taxed were the people who would authorize a tax increase. Yeah. Because they would be doing it to themselves, mm-hmm. and they would have an interest in whether. Well, do we want to build a new building for the fire department? Do we want to have a township police right. force? Because we're the people paying for it. We're the only people that get to vote because it's being extracted from so us. We'll play this one out, and we'll just then we'll wrap it up. So if I am subject to, say I'm a millionaire, and it's decided by the majority that I should have to give away half my wealth, well, guess what? I'm moving because I'm not going to stay in a place where they're taking all my money. Yeah. So I'm going to move. I'm going to leave California, and I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And if somewhere else does the same thing, I'm going to leave there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. eventually, I'm going out of the country, or eventually, I'm just going to shut my doors and say, done. Look, I'm not a big, I, I'm not an Ayn Rand aficionado, and Atlas Shrugged is an incredible book, but uh, because I, I think she misses, she was an atheist, and she has other problems that way. But, you know, this is, this is Atlas Shrugged. You're eventually going to tax yourself. You're going to tax the rich into... Uh, oblivion where they are there won't be rich anymore or they won't make money anymore or they will go to a place where they can't be taxed and now you're really screwed you know you this doesn't like, work like tesla leaving california correct. for texas there you go Duh. correct right like all like rogan leaving like well, how tesla's going the, into mexico yeah yeah and I mean, why wouldn't they why wouldn't they? why would they not you know and this you know hate trump love trump like he saw this you know so yeah. like he he didn't you know uh it, it just is uh this is a disaster I hope it doesn't pass. I, I'm sure that the millions of Ohio listeners will now vote against it, having heard us talk. Well, at least they're going to think about it. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up Common Sense Ohio on Good Friday. And again, back to this. I think this this really is the most important fast of today is that it is Good Friday. And what happened 2,000-some uh, years ago is, is probably more relevant than ever today. Uh, and uh, it's worth a study. So... If it, look, it's not that hard. Go get a living Bible. Maybe go to YouTube. You'll find a five-minute synopsis of the Gospels, Gospels. And uh, I am not ashamed, or I, you know, I, I, I let's just say it took me fifty some years to get around to reading all of it and studying all of it. Now that I have, I am blown away, and I go back and study it again and again, and I'm blown away every single time 
at the insightfulness of the Gospels. So go check it out, and then you will understand why it is truly finished. And we are going to be finished here at Common Sense Ohio, but not for good. We'll be back next week. And uh, if you want to catch the old episodes, you can do that at commonsenseohioshow.com. If you've got questions, want to check out Norm's blog, want to get a hold of us for any other reason, commonsenseohioshow.com. If you need Brett to get a podcast going on your own, you can do it right here at the microphone where Norm sits. And you just need to go to Common Sense Ohio. You're starting to get it, right? CommonSenseOhio.com. That's a great way to get a hold of us. Now, check out my other podcast, Munitions Podcast. Lawyer Talk is still up. It's still running, and it's better than ever. Uh, so for now, we are coming at you right from the middle at Common Sense Ohio, at least until right now. <laughs>